Well, welcome to the podcast. Welcome to the podcast that we don't have a name for because we're not creative enough to come up with an original one because they're all taken. Mm-hmm. And we don't want to get sued if more than five people ever listen to this. No, that's very true. We do not want to get sued. God, getting sued would be the worst. It would not be the worst. It'd be a little bit of a, oh my God, we're like, people know us enough to get sued. That's cool. And then you realize, oh no, we're getting sued. It's not cool. Yeah. It's like, hell yeah, I'm so popular that they sued me. And it's like, mm, well, now you don't have anything. Yeah. Oh, like, it's real? Like, you're really suing me? Oh, that's not cool anymore. Ah, it's not like a, it's not like suing someone on TV where it's like cut to five minutes later and it's all resolved. Yeah, just like lawyer talk and like all that stuff, and then we're out of it. Uh, if only it was that simple. Yeah. All right. Well, today we'll do uh, woulda, coulda, shoulda, basically any and everything that an NFL team could do. Not just this is the best move, just anything they could possibly do, how it would go down. Um, we're going to go over the NFC South and the AFC South and try and bang out two divisions per episode and get through this quickly. All right, man. So you want to start with the NFC South? Yeah, so Atlanta will kick it off. We'll go alphabetical. Um, I like how everyone right now is getting in on the fact that I've been saying for a bit, Atlanta needs to trade this pick. That, that they can't get a good player. Pitts, Chase, um, Sewell. All these guys are great players, yep. but none of them are better than three or four players they could get from trading out of here. Oh, yeah. I mean, and all the all the mock drafts have them taking Trey Lance at four, which is interesting. I like Trey Lance. I don't know if he's a number four overall pick, though. Yeah, I don't think he is. I just don't. I think he's a good player. and He's a good project, and that's exciting to look at. But I just don't think that fits with Atlanta. You either need to move on from Matt Ryan and take Trey Lance, and within the next year, he'll be a full-time starter. Or I just don't think they're going to do that. I think they're going to keep Matt Ryan, and if they take a quarterback, they're going to make him sit for two to three years. Yeah. And why are you taking him at four? Exactly. There's no point in wasting a fourth overall pick for someone who's not going to start for you for, what, two, three years? Yeah, that's not worth it. Like I'm trying to think of guys that, let's say they stay at four, who they could take. I think Kyle Pitts is a great player. Un- undeniable. Like, Kyle yeah, Pitts. Undeniable. Undeniable. Amazing. God, but like, so you, you just got rid of Hooper because you don't want to pay big money. Yep. You have Hurst, who's a good tight end. I just don't think that's a need. I think he's a great player. Yeah. But I just don't think you need him where you can trade out, even trade back if you pick, so maybe still end up with Pitts. Even so, they need help on defense. I mean, just trade back and pick up one of these top defensive guys. Exactly. And then you have, like, you trade from four. Even if you trade down a few picks, you are getting three players at least that can contribute to your team right away yeah and no matter how good Pitts is or how good lance would be you need that now to help that defense and you still have offensive weapons so it's not like you can't get along without kyle Pitts. yeah it's not like they're short it's not like they're short on people to get you yards they got julio ridley hurst um whoever they have in the backfield now uh, todd Gurley yeah. and tevin coleman I think Gurley's a free agent now. Gurley is a free agent. I don't. I don't even know what their backfield looks like. I don't think it's either of them actually. I think unless Coleman went back there, I think Ito Smith is the only guy they have signed that people would recognize. That sounds about right. Because Gurley said he was making his decision soon, but I don't know if he has. 
But even like I haven't heard anything. Look at imagine taking Jamar Chase at four. Hypothetically, for any team, you're excited. Yeah. They can't even think about that here because if you have Jamar Chase in behind Ridley and Julio, what are you doing? Yeah. I mean, unless you just run trips all year, you just run three receivers. Yeah, and they'll be an amazing team to lose 50 to 49 every single week because they can't stop another team from putting up the same offense against them. Exactly. Exactly. So I think they should trade back and try to get, I don't know, probably a corner is what I would get if I were them. Yeah, good corners in the middle, I think. Let's say they trade like the Pats at 15, Carolina or the Lions even 7 and 8, uh, Broncos at 9. Any of these teams that want a quarterback now, I could see them trading back to those spots and still getting a really good player. Yeah, I mean, or you could trade with a team like Dallas. Dallas has been looking for a tight end since 2016. That'd be so exciting to see Pitts in that offense. Right. I was talking I was talking about that with someone the other day. I mean, can you imagine all the weapons they have? They're just missing a couple of DBs and they'd have a overall pretty stout team. They really could. And I think even if they want to like trade back into the end of the first or high second to get one of the cornerbacks in this draft, I think that wouldn't be a bad move. But doing that, getting pits, getting pits wouldn't really like derail their draft. Yeah. No, absolutely not. But you could easily trade with them. There's a bunch of teams that want to trade up. I know they're already getting a few calls from teams that want to trade up into it. I think it's a no brainer because, like, Suell, Chase, Pitts, all amazing players, and I like all of them a lot, but I don't think they're Atlanta's need right now. Yeah. You need to get multiple players for this. Stay in the first mm-hmm. and get a bunch of other picks and then build that team because there's a lot of holes, like you said, on that defense. Yeah. I mean, if you really want to, you're going to have to trade back kind of far if you want to get, if you want to stay in the first and also get some pretty decent players coming in. Like, uh, Trading back to 17, which is Las Vegas, I believe. Yep. Vegas could give you a, a little leeway there. Um, Always Washington. Washington's always on my mind, man. They've been making moves this offseason. This wouldn't surprise me if they jumped up to four. Yeah, that wouldn't be that bad. Yeah, just dropping back to one of those picks. Not a bad idea if you can get some other players with it. Honestly. And like, what's Atlanta's uh, O-line looking like? Not great. It's not it's not fantastic. Uh McGrady. Uh Matthews still, right? Yeah. Matthews. Oh no, man. There's nobody like there's no standout guys. There's no like Trent Williams or um anybody like that, you know? Yeah, because that's what I'm trying to think of like I still don't think Sewell will be worth it. I think you still trade back and either get the second or third O-lineman in the draft, or even just some of the free agent guys. Yeah, I mean, there are still a bunch of guys that could be signed, that need to be signed. Um, Slater from Northwestern, he's the second uh, O-lineman on the board after Suell. They could get him. A lot of people have him going eight or nine. Yeah, and he wouldn't cost you what Suell would cost you at four, not being able to trade back. Exactly. And then, like, all the free agents, like we said, uh, Villanueva and Okung are good tackles. Yep. Uh, Mitchell Schwartz, a really good tackle if he comes back. Yep. There's a lot of potential out there that you don't need to chase it in the draft here. I don't think Jamar Chase is the call there. I don't I don't get him at Atlanta. I get him at four. I think he's talented, but I don't get why they would ever even consider that. I don't 
think Pitts is the guy. I just think they got to get out of that spot and get as much capital as they can. I completely agree with that. I mean, they have so many options and they're going to do what they're going to do something that's probably not great, but they have a lot of, a lot of solid options. I was talking uh, earlier today with somebody about if I'm Atlanta, I'm working on a trade. I'm possibly trading for and Matt Ryan to Houston and bringing in Deshaun. I wouldn't mind that. I think all trade talks on that are locked up right now. Yeah, I I, I know that it's I know that it, it but it's such a bad situation for Houston. Yeah. Because the one thing you don't want is to have your main player, your top guy not want to be there. I agree with that cuz I, mean, I think Atlanta I, in my opinion, move on from Matt Ryan. I was never huge on him, even at his peak and everything. I just don't think he's the guy to like hit your ship to. So just get on from him if you can. If you can get a lot of value for him, go for it right now. I have no idea what the market looks like right now for quarterbacks. Yeah, it's it's not great. We're in this weird intermittent area where either your starter is going to be well over the age of 30 or is going to be so young that they don't have enough experience. There's no, there's no middle, middle ground guys like there were a couple years ago. Yeah. I don't really, I think they're in this point where they need to realize that they got four, not from trading. They're at four because they are not good enough and they think they're much better than they are, and they need to make some big decisions regarding well, yeah, Matt mean, Ryan, Julio Jones, and the fourth overall pick. Yeah, well, they I mean, they believe that because it wasn't that long ago that they were in the Super Bowl. Yeah. I mean, and they're just holding on to that feeling, which is making them think that, and eh, we're about one or two pieces away from really doing this thing correctly, which isn't true. But... I don't know. There's so many possibilities with that fourth pick. Yeah. I don't know who's shopping the most. I think the easy thing to say is they got to get rid of it. And then I think they can easily get multiple firsts for it. And then some other middle round picks to put out wherever they need to be, whether they think they need more in this draft or if they want to like space it out for the next three years, that's on them, but they need to get a lot of draft capital to really start this. And also I don't think it'd be an awful idea for them to look into free agency. I'm just checking what their cap space is like right now. I think that they're pretty far below though. Yeah. Yeah. So this isn't this isn't the year, I don't think, unless they can get someone cheap. They're not looking too great on cap. Unless yeah. Matt Ryan's deal will free up a lot. I feel like it's too late for that. I think they're gonna eat a lot if they got rid of him. Yeah, that's true. Cause I'm looking like on running back, you could go after a guy like Le'Veon Bell or James Conner. Or Todd Gurley, like you can go after these guys to like place them in that you don't need to look at in the draft. Yeah. There's good linemen available. There's good defensive players. Like there's a lot of talent out there. I think that their cap is gonna limit them a bit yeah, from that. Absolutely. But they need to they need to think a little bit more. I don't think it's a one year turnaround. I think it is two to three years. You go all in on that plan and you really make sure you have the chance. And then for me, that's getting rid of Matt Ryan, getting rid of the fourth overall pick, maybe. If you can get a lot for Ryan, I'm okay with saying that four and getting your quarterback. Yeah. But you just don't know who you're getting, and I don't know if they're willing to take and that gamble. Honestly, at this point, is Julio is Julio worth keeping? Because Julio, while 
almost a, a completely different species when he plays the game isn't playing the game enough to really hold value. I mean, you're holding this pretty hefty contract on a guy who barely plays because he's always injured. Yeah. And the fact that, like, even if he's amazing, even if he's doing absolutely the best football, do you have the team around him that is worth keeping him? Look at the Raiders with Mac and Cooper. They knew they weren't going to have it. They knew they weren't going to have what it takes to get those guys in the playoffs and make a deep run. So they had to get value for them then yeah. and not have them age and then leave for nothing. Absolutely. Because right now, I, I think getting rid of Matt Ryan, absolutely the correct move, especially at four if you want to start over, this would be the time to do it. You have a young, wide, a hungry wide receiver in Ridley. You can up your offensive line. You can do a couple signings. Defense needs some work, but move on from Julio and Matt Ryan. Get some of those defensive pieces draft a quarterback at four and you're going to have to revive a franchise or worst comes to worst. All those guys are retired are going to retire and you're not going to get anything for him. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know what Matt Ryan gets. I think he gets decent value. Um, maybe not like a first, but I don't know. Cause Matt Stafford got a crazy amount. Uh, and I don't really know what the quarterback market's like. So I wish I could see what that is, but I think regardless, you're getting something worth it. For Matt Ryan, if a team's looking for a start now quarterback. Yeah, I think it depends on the team and how desperate they are. Yeah, for real. Because, like, look at the next thing we're talking about. They gave up what for Sam Darnold? Which, I mean, I would have given up, like, a ham sandwich for him. Yeah, they gave up, what was it, two second-round picks? And a fifth? Uh, It was a sixth this year, and then next year a second and a fourth. A second and a fourth, okay. Yeah, so still a, a lot more than I was expecting, especially because yeah. I think everyone knew the Jets wanted to trade him. Yep, which so basically really... locks up the fact that they're probably going to take Zach Wilson or Justin Fields at two. Yeah, and I like that. I didn't like the idea of having Darnold still in the building and taking a guy. Don't bring in a new guy for a competition. Yeah, and other teams wanted Darnold. Get money while you can. Yeah. But what, is, what does this mean for Teddy? I mean, they said that they're going to let Teddy explore trades, and if not, he's going to be able to come back. Do you think he's going to be any competition for Darnold at all, or do you think that they're going to hitch their wagon to this new kid from, from New York? I, I want Teddy to have a starting job. You know that. I, I really yeah. want to see him go somewhere. I thought he should have tried to go back to New Orleans where they signed him for a bit before he got another contract. Yeah. And maybe I think that would have been a good idea for him to fit that system. I don't have the biggest faith in Darnold. I don't think he's that good that he was worth the price or that he's who you want to put your whole future on. But I think the the change for Darnold there is attractive enough that I don't think Teddy is worth it. Like, I think you should trade Teddy and get move on from him and go on and on Darnold. I think he has enough potential that with this offense, you already know he likes Robbie Anderson. You yeah. got to see what he can do with them. And at least he's young with Teddy. You kind of already know, like, unless you're putting a great offensive line in front of either of them, I think their ceilings are capped, but you kind of already got your glimpse of what Bridgewater can do. And if you can get something for him in a trade, that's even more, more power to you. Yeah, I, I agree with that completely. I'm just sad. I'm sad to see 
another team take a shot at Darnold because you know me from the jump. I've been like, this kid is going to be a bust in the league. And so far I've been correct. I mean, it's hard to, it's hard to call somebody a bust once they've played for the jets though. Yeah. But this could be, this could be a reawakening. I mean, he's going to be, I mean, he is going to be playing with possibly the best running back in the game. Uh, rebounding off of an injured season, but I don't know, man. I just don't think that he's gonna, I don't think he's the one man. I don't think he's, I don't think anybody should go all in on him. I think he's a, a great backup. I think he has potential to be like that. Ryan Fitzpatrick kind of Brian Hoyer, you know, kind of venturing quarterback that goes and sits on the bench and steps up when you need him. But I don't think he's I don't think he's a great starter. I don't think he is a real leader on the field. I I don't know. That might change in Carolina, though. Yeah, it could. I mean, like he's been at big programs. He was a USC quarterback. He's uh, he played in New York, which everyone always talks about the market there, bringing something out of people. And I do think he didn't. I would say he didn't get his fair shake, but he didn't have the best team around him or the best situation around him. Yeah, absolutely. And a bunch of people tend to believe in him. So I'm going to give him the benefit of the doubt. I just don't. My expectations are low. I think without improving that line, it doesn't matter who's back there. Absolutely. I think you just got to you got to give him something to protect him. Like we always talk about, there's a bunch of these guys in free agency you can pick up for pretty cheap to yeah. protect him. Um, I think his weapons are good. Like he loves Robbie Anderson. We know that he's got McCaffrey. Yeah. So I think it'll be an improvement and like the coaching there will really help him get to where he needs to be. I just feel like it's going to be one of those things where if it's not here, he's got nowhere else to go. Yeah. I think people have to start to see that it's not really Darnold's. That is like the hypothetical. I don't know. The guy that you can give like anything to and just give a chance on. If you give him New York and he didn't do enough and you give him Carolina, Neither is a great system or a great team, really. But I think it's enough chances that you got to see enough play from him. Yeah, exactly. This this year is going to be going to tell you a lot from him because it's going to either take him from right guy, wrong team, or he's going to be wrong guy everywhere. Yeah, and I, I don't even think it has to be he jumps up to a top five quarterback this year. No, I just no. think he's got to get somewhere in the middle, like a Derek Carr or something, to show his potential. Absolutely, and then they'll mold him and grow with him to get him there. But like that's the thing with like the Panthers. I don't, I don't know what their moves are going to be. They got to get a guy in free agency, in my opinion. They signed two offensive linemen already. Yeah, uh, I don't know why, but they got to get one guy in free agency. And then at eight, they got to do something big, whether it's trading up or whether it's taking a guy that might honestly might fall. They might get very lucky. Yeah, I, I, you know, unfortunately, there is a huge potential for Kyle Pitts to fall to them. Yeah, which would be huge. But you also have Devonta Smith, uh, Jalen Waddle. Um, I don't think Jamar Chase makes it all the way to eight, but. I think that you pick up another weapon for your new quarterback, you know, get him comfortable, make sure that he has people to go to. 
I don't know. Eight's kind of a tough pick. I mean, do they go deep? Is this where defense starts to come in? Do you go in and grab a corner or a safety or, you know, one of these D linemen? But I don't know, man. I, I, I'm very interested to see what they do in the draft now that they have Darnold. After trading for Darnold, I wouldn't be mad to see them trade out of it either. Because, like, they don't need to trade up for a quarterback of the future anymore if that's their guy. I mean, if it's, if it's not their guy, if they're still trying to go for a quarterback and they have Bridgewater and they have Darnold, I don't know what to talk about with this team. But I'm yeah. assuming Darnold's their guy. I don't think they need a receiver, really. They have good enough receivers that I don't think it's worth going for a guy unless, let's say, Chase drops to them. But I think Pitts dropping them would be great because he's like a receiver, but in that side end, so that'd be really awesome. Yeah. But I don't really see anyone after that point that's really worth taking if another team is making a better offer. Yeah, no. And that's the thing about this this draft is that there are 8 to 12 guys that are absolutely if they are on the board you take them if you see them there you take them unless you unless you have a pro bowler in that position you take them and then there's a huge drop off then there's a huge drop off and a lot of these guys are going to be drafted in the first round obviously you know there's 32 picks 32 guys are going to get picked if these guys were sprinkled into any other draft, would they be a first round pick? I I'm not a hundred percent sure. Yeah. I, uh, like I don't mind them trading. Like, let's say 15 Pats have been talked about a bunch with trading. You trade back there. You're still talking about potentially getting a guy like Farley, a guy like Jenkins, a guy like Parsons, which I'm huge on Parsons that I think would be a great job to trade back. Or you're not really going to get anyone better. Like, yeah, yeah, if you think that, um, like, certain is going to be better than anyone else, you can take that risk. I just don't think it's worth the risk with the number of holes they have. So you yeah. trade back, you get a different corner and a third-round pick or whatever I have it. You get Parsons, who's a really good defensive player, and other picks. The other team's going crazy to try and get up. You don't need that spot. I don't think Sewell's going to drop to them. I think if he does, I don't mind that because they need so much offensive line help. I don't think that'd be bad to get a Darnold in for a young quarterback and then get your young tackle. But I don't think he's going to drop there. I don't think Chase is going to drop there. I don't even think Pitts is going to drop there. So none of those guys after that are enough of a roster-changing move that they shouldn't just trade back to a team that needs them and get another defensive player, like you said, and then other picks to really build it around. Yeah, absolutely. There's plenty of teams that need to trade up to that eight spot that they're really sitting pretty. I don't, I mean, it really depends on four. I don't think everyone's calling Carolina right now, but if yeah. the right players drop, they might be calling them the, the day of. Cause like Miami's already sitting there. Since he is in a great spot right now, yeah, just kind of lucked into that a bit. Detroit, no one really knows what they're going to do. But then if Atlanta doesn't trade out and takes a non quarterback, since he non-quarterback, Miami, I'm assuming non-quarterback, yeah. then you're sitting at 7-8. Now people are going to definitely be calling you. Or oh, if Atlanta so. trades a team that everyone knows they're going to take, again, fielding calls. I'm trying to think of teams that should probably trade up. Denver comes to mind. Um, if Jamar Chase slips at all, um, Baltimore should make a call. Um, the Giants probably, I don't know if, 
if the quarterback situation ends up being a lot different than what everybody's expecting, like if it goes Lawrence, Lawrence, Wilson, and then Mac Jones at three, which they're talking about, they said it's almost guaranteed that Sam Fran's going to take Mac Jones at three. Um, One of the other teams we're going to talk about today, the Saints, they need to make a call. If if Fields or Trey Lance is sitting there at four, I know it's a division team, but I'm I'm gonna make a call and I'm gonna try to bring in one of these new guys. I think I think uh, Lance in New Orleans would be fantastic. Oh yeah, definitely. Because like I think that's the that's the ultimate move that they can get going is that they can get a young quarterback into New Orleans. It'll help their cap situation so much. It's just do they have enough to get there? And like you said, it's a another team in the division trading up. That makes it so much tougher. Like talking about the Pats trading with Miami originally. It just made it so much tougher to see happening. Yeah, exactly. I'm trying to think because like they did sign Jameis. They yep. signed um Taysom to a mega deal that doesn't really exist. But you know that they got a soft spot for Taysom, so he'll always be there. Yep. I just think I don't know how they did such a bad situation with their cap digging them that deep. I know like money doesn't exist really and they'll figure a way out of it. But it just makes it so tough for certain moves that sometimes need to be done to really get over the top for a championship team. Yeah. I completely agree. If Fields doesn't go in the first three, I think Atlanta has the most valuable pick in their hands that has almost ever existed. I'm huge on Fields anyway, but if he falls past three, which I've seen in way too many mock drafts, then Atlanta has just got a golden phone. Oh, absolutely. But if I'm Atlanta and Fields falls to four, I'm immediately making calls about Matt Ryan. Oh, yeah. Make calls about Matt Ryan. Try to bring in some defensive help. I would give I would give Villanueva a call. I would try to get him to a short term deal. Mm-hmm. And you'd have a lot more of a an intriguing offer now with a young guy. Yeah, like something to believe in. I don't think Matt Ryan's a thing to believe in. Just like don't think the Saints have much to believe in right now. I mean, they're a good team. They're a very good team, but beyond that, where are they going? What room do they have to grow? I mean, Breeze is retired. Yep. So are guys really wanting to sign with Jameis at the helm? Yeah, that, that wouldn't be a huge selling point for me if I was playing a tight end position or a skill position. That would be that wouldn't that wouldn't be great for me. I mean, that doesn't seem like the best option. I mean, you do have some two of the best skill position players in the league. You got Thomas and you have Kamara. I mean, I don't know. I think that I think that the Saints should trade up. I think that they have every reason to want to trade up. They just lost their franchise quarterback, uh, a man who will go down in history, not only for the franchise, but for the entire league. And it's going to be hard to follow him up. And for the second act to be Jameis Winston doesn't doesn't seem great. Yeah, and I don't I don't even think they have the room to make a move on like Teddy on Jimmy any of those guys because they have good deals. Uh, they have like good contracts that they got signed into. 
So I think they're going to be too expensive. I don't think the, the Saints can make it work to get them over there. Yeah, no, uh, they don't. They don't have any any wiggle room with their cap unless they start dropping people. Now, let's say Fields or Lance drops to six. If Miami is entertaining that at all, do you think Saints would like want to like talk about Tua or one of these guys that like might be passed on or given up on? If if Fields or Lance falls falls to Miami again, I feel like at this point, since they made that trade, they've been like, all right, let's let's stick with Tua. We're gonna we're, he's only been here a year. We're gonna ride with him. This is gonna be our guy. I think they're gonna if if that were to happen, they're going to make people hate that Laramie Tunsil trade even more. They're just gonna sit there and grab more picks. Yeah, just trade back. Uh, trade back one pick at a time. Yeah. Until every every pick in the draft in three years is the yeah. Miami Dolphins. Well, I mean, if if I'm them and one of those quarterbacks is sitting at six, I'm gonna call Denver. Denver needs a quarterback badly. Yeah. Um call them up, see if they want they want to trade up, grab a pick their pick this year, maybe a couple picks next year. See if I can sweeten the pot a little bit. So for them to get their quarterback would be pretty interesting. I mean, that's what I would do if I were them. Honestly, with New Orleans, I don't think they're doing anything. I don't think they no. feel like they can. Uh, yeah, I'm looking up the list of teams. Like, there's no backup quarterbacks that I think they'll trade for Mm-mm. that they can still afford. Like, I just don't think it's. I just think they're gonna stay there and hope they can work it out. Yeah, that's all that they can do. Yeah, and I don't even know if they'll give up 28. I think they might just stay there because they don't want to give up future picks in case this year doesn't work. Yeah, that's that's what they're going to have to do. They're going to have to sit sit down and do something they haven't done for a while, which is just sit and be a bad team, mm-hmm. which is going to upset everybody in Louisiana. Mm-hmm. Every single who that. Yeah. <laughs> And Sean Payton. Sean Payton's going to hate that. Oh, yeah. He's going to just be like crying with Taysom Hill being like, why can't you play every position? Yeah, right. Why can't you throw the ball and then catch it in the <laughs> end zone? You son of a bitch. But it's going to be an interesting ride for them. Uh, and the thing that sucks is that, you know, guys like uh, Cameron Jordan or Jordan Cameron, <laughs> if you get that reference. Uh, Cameron Jordan is he's getting up there. He's you know, is he gonna stick around for a rebuild? Does he have that in him to be the anchor on defense? Yeah, I don't, I don't know. Like, maybe he'll want to go to a different team. I think he might just like end his career there and collect all the money he has. But they are just they are the team that tried as hard as they could. And came up short, and now they're paying it to a corner. And like you said, just have to sit there and probably be bad for a little bit unless something crazy happens. Yeah, yeah I mean they have they have holes to fill now, which is you know something that they didn't really have to do. They filled a couple of holes at a time because you know it wasn't really bad. They were like, all right, let's grab one or two offensive linemen. Let's grab a return guy, maybe a backup linebacker, but. Now they have to fill the most important position, a quarterback. They need some help with their defensive backs. I mean, this year we saw uh, 
Lattimore get exposed more than he ever has. It's, you know, they're, they're going to have to figure out what they want to do. They're going to have to be bad for a little bit and rebuild. Would you consider trading Thomas, Lattimore, Kamara, any of these top guys? I would absolutely try to trade Michael Thomas. Yeah. I would try to trade Michael Thomas. Um, I I believe Michael Thomas is an excellent wide receiver. I don't know if he's as good as everybody thinks he is. I think just because he gets thrown the ball a lot at, you know, five, ten yards often, I don't think that that makes him, you know, a great wide receiver, you know, because what was it? Uh, two seasons ago, he had the most the most receptions. You know, um, I think guys like DeAndre Hopkins, who had that season where any time a ball was in his vicinity, it did not hit the ground. Or, you know, Julio Jones when he's healthy, or Tyreek Hill, who was an absolute speed demon. If he gets any space on you, he's gone. Um. Tyler Lockett, it's the same type of player. I mean, I think Michael Thomas is very good, but I think the hype for him is so high that you need to move him before he gets, you know, maybe a little exposed as just being a guy who can run short routes and catch catch the ball on a five-yard in rather than being a guy who can beat somebody on a straight route for 50 yards. Yeah, and like, let's say Jameis goes out there or Taysom, whoever it is, and goes out there. And even if Thomas is great, but they don't see eye to eye, instantly drops that value. Yeah, absolutely, 100%. Yeah, I I wouldn't mind getting rid of him. Just while the time is right, I don't think. I think that Peyton is going to be really stubborn and be like, no, this team is still great, I can do it. Taysom Hill's the best, whatever. I think he's just going to be a little too stubborn, but I don't think it'd be a bad idea to shop a, a key guy if it meant trying to keep things together a little bit longer or start the rebuild sooner or whatever have you. Absolutely. I completely agree. Yeah, that's like Michael Thomas. I love Michael Thomas. I don't think he is as much in the argument of who's the top receiver in the league. I think you said you have the guys like Hopkins, Julio, Adams after last year, everything like that. They can compete for that. Michael Thomas, it yeah. might just be a year removed and he comes out and does great things, but he just he didn't show all those tools, like you said, with Breeze. So I don't think with uh, with Winston, I don't think it's going to show anymore. Exactly. Yeah, but now to a team that is also locked into almost the same roster, but in the most positive way, the only team to bring back all twenty-two starters after winning the Super Bowl. That which is which is insane. Mm-hmm. Which is crazy that they were able to do that. So many people needed money and they made it work. And that's crazy for a Super Bowl team. And it wasn't like Godwin and Barrett took like $1 like deals. It wasn't like they didn't pay guys. Guys got paid. Yeah, they didn't take they didn't take like ginormous pay cuts. They they got their bag and they were and now coming back for round two possibly with the bucks oh yeah they said let's run it back that that felt good let's run it back and i think that's partial or a lot the brady effect that you knew 
a guy like Gronk is coming back like that. I think the other part of it all is they knew what they had already and they didn't mess around with it. Like it's not like everyone wants to play a Tom Brady, of course, but they did the right thing of not really disrespecting their guys, not being like, Oh, like you're whatever. Like, no, we won a Super Bowl with you. We want you. Let's do it again. Don't you want another ring? Yeah, and that's really all he needs to do. He just needs to be like, are you down for another? Are you down for another? I do this. I collect these things. <laughs> do you want another? And they're going to go they're going to go for round 2 and I'm I'm excited to see if they can do it again, man. Can you can you imagine if Tom goes back to back his first time on another team? It'd be insane. It would break the NFL. They'd have to like write new rules. They'd have to like realign divisions whatever it would take. That would be insane. That would that would be that would be so funny because <laughs> because they're in the same conference as America's team. You know, everybody talks about how Dallas is America's team or whatever. Tom Brady's been in the NFC for one year and has won more Super Bowls than Dallas has in the last what twenty years. God. Just his first year. I remember when he signed there. I talked to my dad, and he was like, "Where's the Super Bowl this year?" I was like, "Oh, it's in Tampa Bay." He wants to. Win. He wants to be the first person to win it at his stadium, and he did. And it's just, yeah, just, you can't count them out. You can't count any of this out. And it's amazing to see them keep everyone there. But it also leaves me with, I don't know what we even talk about right here. Like we can talk about what they do at thirty-two, but they did all they need to do. Yeah, they they brought back everybody. The the 32nd pick is going to be, you know, is going to be this young guy who comes in, and, you know, Tom's going to pat him on the back and be like, just relax, just observe, and we'll try to get you in next year. Honestly, I'm trying to think of who they could take. Like, I've seen people talk about, like, Harris. I think it'd be kind of cool to see a rookie running back hop in there and kind of yeah. give them what they tried to make out of Jones and Fournette. Yeah, I mean, they could they could take somebody who is going to be good in a couple of years, a Chuba Hubbard from Oak State. He's he's like a second third round player, but if they took him at thirty two, just let him sit sit and watch and soak in some knowledge from all of these amazing players they'd be around. As soon as he touches the field, the kid's gonna be golden honestly i just yeah i don't think i don't think they can go really wrong with this i think their team is just so set that it doesn't put the pressure like it did on edwards hilaire last year where he had to fill a role they didn't really keep the roster together this way the buck they're, yeah. they're good man like they just need to not throw it in the trash like if they get a guy like a running they back just need to, everybody just needs to stay healthy exactly if they do that, I think they're fine. We there's literally nothing to talk about with the Bucks because they've done everything right. They're literally living out a sports movie. Yeah, I think they need to. Everybody came back for year two. The veteran conquering a new team. They won the Super Bowl in their home field. I think they need to. I would say bring back Antonio Brown. I think I don't know if he's signing anywhere else anyway. It's just kind of it seems like Gronk steel. It's kind of already done. But I think that would be really yeah. important to give that wide receiver core a little more stability. That was kind of the nice thing with Godwin being out. 
you knew Brown was there or you knew that there was a third guy there mm-hmm. or Gronk wouldn't have to take everything on because he'd be there. And then Brown, like, I just think it gives you that depth that you need. And he's probably going to sign for cheaper than you ever thought Antonio Brown would have a few years ago. Yeah. So I think that'd be a good move. And then, um, yeah, just decide what you want to do with the pick. I don't think they need to really do much else. Just see who they like, see who falls there and then go from there. It's kind of a boring team to talk about. <laughs> Yeah, honestly. Any uh, any final thoughts on the NFC South before we uh, switch conferences? No, I think I think we've covered all of it. Let's jump over to the AFC. All right, Houston. Um, they made a bunch of great moves in free agency for a team that just made a deep playoff run. The only problem is they didn't make anywhere close to a playoff run. Yeah, no. They signed a lot of like mid-level veterans and good players that I think are good to fill out a roster with. I just yeah. don't think it moves the needle. It just doesn't really move them up anymore. No, I don't think it gives them, you know, that big push. It's not a huge signing. It's not like they brought in, you know, it's not like they brought in Kenny Galladay or a big a big name guy. They brought in a couple like necessary pieces you know kind of round out the edges of what they need but they they just don't have it and i just don't know what they're gonna do about it i mean it just makes me sad every time i have to rethink about what bill o'brien did and training away everything because i'm looking for their pick i'm like oh wait they don't have one yep they don't and like, what can you do? They when do you not can't draft to help your team. What what are you left to do? And free agency is good, but it's good for teams that are already like building and contending and doing something. It's just not this year with the cap and everything. It's not where you're going to be to rebuild an entire yeah. team. Yeah, and it's so easy to see why Watson is so upset with this team. And why he wants to leave. I, I don't blame him in the least. And JJ Watt okay. coming out. Yeah, JJ Watt is gone. The the pillar of this team gone. All right. Star wide receiver traded for a, basically a handshake. Gone. All right. Well, maybe we can get no first round draft pick. Gone. So now not only are the key players from our team gone we're not even going to get a high caliber new guy to come in and help us out yeah and you're not even going to be sitting at a high pick that people want to trade for to build up for the future exactly it's not like they it's not like they have they're in atlanta situation where they have number four and they can just be like we'll trade you this for seven picks yeah they're they're gonna be they're gonna be floating out in the middle of the ocean for a while now. Yeah, and it's gonna be really tough to come back from. I'm trying to see. They don't have a pick until 67. No yeah. one wants to trade for that. I mean, like if they do, do it. Trade back whatever it takes. I don't. I don't think it's one of those drafts where it's like, oh, take the best player available, no matter what. It's. I also don't think that they are gonna trade anybody. No, I don't think so. I think just. God. I feel like they they're in a position where they can't make any trades because if they make 
any trade at all, Deshaun's going to be like, it wasn't me for what reason? Why did you not let me go? For the love of God, I want to get out of here. And what do they even have that anybody else wants? Like all the guys they signed could have signed elsewhere, but didn't because I don't think there was a huge market for them. And the guys that are on the team, I don't really know what they have. Like they had Will Fuller gone. Um, Brandon Cooks is a really good player. Yeah. I think he would have trade value, but I think he's the only surviving receiver of like a superstar esque name. I don't think they can trade him or will for that matter. Yeah. Yeah. Just they don't have it. Like, they just need to sit and wait. Yeah. They don't have anybody of huge trade value except for the man, the man who single-handedly helped Miami to where they are. Uh, Laramie Tunsil. Yeah, exactly. And I think if you've given up that much at this point, it's really weird to, to give up on him now. I don't think his trade yeah. value has gone up since then. No. He's just got more mileage and he's more expensive now. So I don't think that's there. I think you just gotta, you gotta not play for this year. You gotta play for three to five years away where you can see your team making another run at it. I don't think you can consider yourself even competing this year. Maybe next year. I'm not saying, I'm not yeah, saying no. tank, but I'm saying all your moves should be with the mindset of this team winning a Super Bowl in three to five years. Absolutely. There nowhere in the immediate future will they be pulling in any kind of deep playoff run with the team they have right now. Exactly. And like the cap is gonna go up. So maybe take advantage of that now to build it up right now where you get really good deals for guys that you know will develop or whatever. And then play yeah. that way. Play it so that when it comes over later, you have the cap space later because you lock these guys down. You have the picks again because you don't trade them away. And then just then just give yourself a chance and then because I don't think you can even think about it now. Not tank, but you just gotta know you don't have the pieces. Exactly. Absolutely. God, it's upsetting to talk about them. Yeah, I really hate talking about them. All right, here's a team that is more fun. Indy. Um, even if you don't like the Carson Wentz trade, I'm excited that they did something. That's the least the least part I can take out of it. I don't. I loved him I'll when he was an that. MVP candidate, and like all that stuff was so exciting. And then everything's turned to shit. But at least they're doing something instead of just sitting there with a good roster and hoping a quarterback yeah. comes to them and then wasting it. That's fair. Uh, I'll 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 definitely give you that point. It is nice to see them doing something, but <sighs> Carson Wentz is. Not what I would describe as the pinnacle of health in the league. Uh, I mean, he's watched more games in the past two years than he's played. And it's at some point, you got to wonder whether it's, you know, if it's the game or if it's him. And I'm not entirely convinced that it's not him. I think he might be the issue. And I wouldn't have put my money on him, but Indy's doing something, and I gotta commend them for that. At least they're attempting to make moves here. Exactly. I don't think it was a horrible price for him. If it works out, I think it's not like you can't come back from that trading a second round pick. And if it comes a first, then that means he started seventy five plus percent of games. Like if that's the case, then I think that's not too bad. 
because you're thinking if it's a first, then we're a playoff team. and It's not that good of a first. If it's a second, it's probably somewhere in the middle, or at least we found our other guy. But I think you got to get him line help quickly. Fisher, Schwartz, Villanueva, Okun, we talk about them over and over. There are tackles, there are yep. linemen available right now that you can build up with. You've got Quentin Nelson, who's insane. Um, I don't think Wentz is as good as everyone thinks because his stats that came from that year are like the least likely to repeat and they're the least likely to be legitimate, just where they came from. All of his like scrambling outside, everything like that. But it at least shows he can do something. And then maybe you can get him somewhere where you're in the middle. If you can get him to a 10 to 20 quarterback, I think that's a win for Indy. And you get your team somewhere where you at least bought some time that either you're going for the next quarterback afterwards or you're building everything around him that players know how to do it. I mean, T.Y. Hilton's been there forever. You got young guys that are receiver as well. You got Jonathan Taylor, um, a good defense. I think that they have a lot of good pieces, but I think if they don't make this effort, they're no better than the Broncos who have been trying to find a quarterback forever and haven't been making a big play for the quarterback. They've been just trying to wait to get him somewhere. It's like, no, you got to make the move. It's no one likes being first round of the playoffs or competing for first in division is the highlight of your team. No one wants that. You got to go for a Super Bowl or bust. Yeah, I completely agree with what you're saying, man. There is just uh, so many options for them. This is going to be a good opportunity for them, but I don't know. I don't know. I'm so skeptical of Wentz. It's hard hard for me to envision them doing anything significant in the next couple of years. Yeah. I, I if, they, if they decide to ride with him. Yeah, I agree with that. I'm just trying to think what they can do now. They're sitting at 21. I think that wouldn't be a bad place to get a really good defensive player. No. Um, it's not really. It's definitely going to be a good spot to grab someone on, on defense. Yeah, it's not really like worth trading up, I wouldn't think. They don't really need to. No, I they, they are definitely in a weird space sitting there. Um, if they move up, they're going to get somebody. Obviously, they're going to get somebody really good, but it's not necessary for them to jump up there and pay all that money. Mm-hmm. Sitting where they are, they can definitely get some defensive players. All the all the defensive players are going to be sitting there. You know, a good chunk of them are still going to be sitting there. I mean, um, I, I think they just got to stay put and see where the see where the chips fall where they may. The blue chip. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I uh, mm. I'm trying to think of who else they should look at because they got cap space. And I don't think it'd be awful either to maybe try and get a guy, whether it be like Clowney on a one-year deal or maybe convince Sherman to come in or something like that. Just a guy that's really good and will will want a little more money and you can give it to them, even if it's short-term, to just kind of like jumpstart that team. Like you got Wentz in there, you're getting your line together with the right guys. Like I said, Okung, Villanueva, Schwartz, Fisher. These guys that like aren't going to be huge, but they'll be good pieces. But then if you go out and get a Clowney, a Melvin Ingram, a Sherman, like any of these guys that can just like put a spark in that team, that just might be what it takes to put them over the top into competing. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. It's it's gonna be 
it's going to be interesting to see if they use any of that cap space for the couple of guys that are left in free agency, but I don't see them using a ton of it. I think they might sign one, maybe two guys at the most, and then they're probably going to be pretty quiet the rest of the off season. Yeah. I am trying to think like, do you think they're maybe trying to maybe play it longer where they don't have to take a quarterback right now at 21? They don't really have options anyway. So you take Wentz, and then you see Lawrence come into the division. I think that Tennessee's kind of fizzling out. They don't look like they're making enough deals to kind of keep up with the momentum they've had, but I think that they might be hoping for maybe two years, three years from now to try and make the right moves to set up to compete. Probably. Probably. That's, you know, that would be the smart thing to do for them. Because anything immediate doesn't seem extremely plausible. I mean, definitely there's always a shot, but I don't know. I think I think going I think playing the long game is probably the best option. Yeah, cuz like they're going to have to deal with Wentz's contracts. They're going to have to deal with trying to get that line back and I don't really know where it leaves them. They're in a good spot. It's just that's the only reason I like the Wentz deal. They got to make some moves to not get stuck in the middle because no one wants to be in the middle. You either got to be up at the top of the draft, you're so bad, you need to rebuild, or at the end of the draft because you're doing well. Yeah. And like, no one wants to be like 15 to 22. That's just, no one wants to be in that realm of, well, you, yeah, you were no. almost there, but you weren't. Yeah, you were almost good enough to be good, but you weren't. Yeah. You were almost bad enough to be really bad and get a really useful person but you yeah you had to win some games not a lot but some enough to keep you out of it yep you want just enough to get a mediocre player now let's talk about the best team at being bad in recent history the jaguars they uh they are pretty good at being bad i gotta give them credit they are they are and good for them at least they're good at something yeah remember when they like made the playoffs and we thought they were Going to go to the Super Bowl the next year, and then they just didn't. <laughs> Where they barely made the playoffs. Were they a wild card the next year? Uh, no. They, they, I'm pretty sure that they just... They completely missed the playoffs. Yeah, they made the AFC Championship, and they were back to being terrible. Yep. They made the AFC Championship with one of the best defensives we've seen in the past 10 years, and then nothing. God, I, I thought they were legit too. I was like, "Oh, they're gonna be, they're gonna be good." We know they're gonna be good. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. I was on, I was on the same page as you, but they fell to pieces. I mean, they trusted Blake Bortles. Yeah, Blake Bortles is. Uh, he was a quarterback for them. <laughs> yes, he was. But yeah, they. Uh, I don't know why they try. But they're hopefully they're getting their Messiah this year. They're going to, you know, draft Trevor Lawrence. I was thinking about this earlier. What if they just didn't draft Trevor Lawrence? Oh, yeah. I, I mean, that's the whole thing of this. We have to entertain not drafting him, but it would be yeah. the most mind-boggling thing to ever happen. That would be that would be insane. I can't even think I can't even think of who they would draft if they didn't draft Trevor Lawrence. Yeah, it's it's tough. here um since 2011, so 2010, they were eight and eight. 2011, yep. five and 11, two yep. and 14, four and yep. 12, three and 13, yep. five and 11, three oh and 13, 
2017, 10 and 6. There you go. Made the made the AFC Championship, and then five and eleven, six and ten, one and fifteen. Oh my god! And they won the first game last year. Yeah, they won week one. (laughs) Yeah, they came out hot, and then they just like jumped in and they won. They won week one, and then they were like, "Guys, we don't have to have practice anymore." For the entire season, it was like, "Hey, just show up for just show up for the team meeting on Sunday, and we'll be fine." God, yeah. So they uh they did not follow up that performance well. And I remember seeing something on Twitter about their horrible performance, but I mean, it got them Trevor Lawrence. So you can't even complain about that. Yeah, but I mean, I will say during the season last year, I'm big on Fields, so I entertained all the thoughts of Justin Fields over Lawrence. Not saying they should. But it's fun to think about. And then Urban oh, Meyer yeah, well, signs there, and I had to entertain it some more. Like, coach brings in his guy. Oh, absolutely. I mean, you know, before it was set in stone that Jacksonville was going to have the number one pick, I was like, oof, I wonder who's going to be the number one pick this year. Is it going to be Justin Fields? Is it going to be Jamar Chase? Are we going to see a wide receiver go number one? Are we going to see Penny Suell? Are we going to see another number one overall offensive lineman? And then, you know, Jacksonville continued to play, and I was like, oh, they'll probably just take a quarterback. <laughs> yeah, they need that. And then and then as they kept going, and then also as Clemson was playing, I was like, oh, they're probably going to take Trevor Lawrence. Yeah, I, I really want them to take someone else, just like for the drama of it, but I don't... Just to really just throw everybody off. Yeah, just throw it out. Like, you've been talking about them trading out of it. It's not the worst thing, but like socially, it would be the most ridiculous thing that anyone ever talk about. Oh, absolutely. Can you imagine if Trevor Lawrence just... I mean, can you imagine a draft day situation? Oh my God. Where <laughs> Trevor Lawrence just slips to eight. <laughs> And everybody's like, what the hell happened? No one came to his birthday last year. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I need to watch that again. No, oh. he f- <laughs> no, this is what happens. He he just slips to six to Miami. And Miami's like, Jesus Christ, Philly, you really fucked up. Oh, God. The Philly. Philly, the Philly GM calls and is like, I want all my picks. And I want David goddamn Putney. <laughs> who he doesn't play he's not a real player i don't care give me david putney oh my god that'd be so funny i'm trying to think what do you think is the max haul that the jaguars could get for trevor Lawrence? well first sorry for the number one pick the max that's hard to say because there is no idiot in houston anymore so true if Miami needed a quarterback but still had all these picks, I'd think about theirs because they give two firsts this year, number 36 yeah. this year, probably their second this year, and then, and then a first round next year. And probably another first in the future. Yeah. Next three firsts. And next See, now it, second. Now if, now, if there was somebody, you know, you know who I'm talking about, was in Houston. Jackson will call them up and be like, I would like Deshaun Watson, seven first-round picks, and I would also like the keys to your house. <laughs> and he'd be like, would you also like my entire family? And, and the like, passcode sure. to your phone. You can't <laughs> change it. I would also like all of your playbooks. 
and I also want you to let me be the GM of your team. Yeah, sure. Absolutely. Definitely. We can definitely make that happen. And your Netflix password. <laughs> but yeah. I, uh, uh, no, I'm, Disney Plus. Disney Plus. Uh, sure. <laughs> I think that, like, Trevor Lawrence is the most sought-after quarterback in a very long time. I think if there were, for some reason, not two other quarterbacks that could go in the top four, outside of whoever the Jets take, and the next two could be quarterbacks, it could be one of those situations where someone trades like five first-rounders for him. I don't think yeah. it would, because I think there's too much talent around the top of the draft at quarterback that you don't really think it's worth it. But if it's your normal draft, like we're talking Goff, we're talking Baker even, we're talking um, Mariota and Winston, these guys that are good because they're there, not good because yeah. like that's how I feel about the defense this year. That's how I feel about the defense this year. They're they're the best on the board simply because they're just there. If they were anywhere else in any other draft, I'm not sure. Like you wouldn't be excited about getting a corner at twelve. Yeah. Yeah. But I'm trying I don't to- know though, but they could probably pull off a couple of first round picks. Let's say they don't take lawrence hypothetically he tears the acl he's got a horrible birthday party whatever what quarterback (laughs) would they take i'm saying fields fields easy fields everyone loves wilson i don't think meyer wouldn't take fields he knows what he's getting with i don't uh, yeah yeah urban meyer is the head coach he's definitely going to be taking justin fields an ohio state boy get out of here of course imagine him trading to two with the jets the Jets get Trevor Lawrence, and he's like, "I wanted Fields the whole time, baby." <laughs> he just has he just has a sticky note that says Justin Fields always. <laughs> yep. <laughs> oh my god! Oh, For those of you that don't know what we're talking about, it's a fantastic movie about the off season of football. A lot of people don't find it that interesting. We love it. Yeah, watch Draft Day, stream it wherever available. If it is available anywhere, buy a DVD, but watch it. This podcast is brought to you by the movie Draft Day. Uh, no, they didn't pay us. We're doing this for free because we love it so much. Watch it and imagine <laughs> that love- happening. It's because I it's because I love Jennifer Garner and I love Kevin Costner. Mm-hmm. Also, Chadwick Boseman is in it. I think he can. Oh, R.I.P. The Goat. He could sell anything, so I think that should just be enough right there. But Chadwick Boseman in a football movie. Do it for Chadwick. I don't think we actually see any football. We see like five minutes of football max. It's worth it. What are you talking about? We see that play where Avante uh, gets thrown out of the game for giving his sister a football. Yeah, exactly. Then we see that one. And then we see the play before that about how, why isn't he on the field? And they have to look back. That's about mm-hmm. it. That's about, that's about all the football. That is about it. And that's the dream. But yeah, so I think they'd take uh, Justin <laughs> <laughs> back on topic. I think they'd take Justin Fields if they didn't take Lawrence. Nothing against Zach yeah. Wilson. I just have been thinking about Fields going number one for too long. And then yeah. same thing as everyone. Go get a tackle, man. Go get some people in free agency. Make them some short-term deals so you can put more talent around Trevor Lawrence to not get him killed. And then two, three years from now when the cap's a little easier, then you can build a team you might rather. I mean, I don't think getting a tackle for three to four years is a bad thing, but it's less scary yeah. if you can get him on a one or two year deal and then 
have protection for your guys. You don't have Joe Burrow happening again. This podcast is brought to you by Villanueva and Okun. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the uh, free agent please, market. Please sign, please sign them. They're actually our dads. <laughs> yeah, the free agency market is really tough this year. Unemployment hits everybody, and we need to help them out. Yeah, nobody's immune to it, guys. Nobody. Russell Okun gave me 0.1 Bitcoin to do this, so please do it. <laughs> Villanueva actually gave me a high five and an autographed picture of Britney Spears. That's incredible. Is Villanueva signed Britney Spears' picture? Just so yeah, the, yeah, that's exactly what I meant. He signed a picture of Britney Spears, and even I, more rare. I cherish, it. <laughs> I cherish it. No one's ever going to find that ever again. There's so many Britney Spears signed Britney Spears pictures. There's like one Villanueva one I've checked, and I have it. So please <laughs> sign him. Oh god! All right, let's let's move on before we keep getting more and more well, off yeah, track. Well, let's just like finish the Jacksonville one. Um, I don't think it would be. Uh, yeah, take Lawrence, get him some help. And then sitting at 33 actually isn't that bad of a, a, a spot. I always love that spot anyway for like the, the price break you get. So I think they could yeah. take another guy there. And there's not going to be all the attention on him because of Trevor Lawrence and everything anyway, that you might yeah. not have all that pressure that a team trading to it or trade it. Trade it to a team that wants that valuable pick. And then you go ahead and get a lot of capital because it's virtually a first rounder. Yeah, that's exactly what I would do. Yeah. And then listen to our draft coverage to find out who we think they should take at 33. Yes, that will be coming to you very soon. Yeah, like, comment, subscribe. Please subscribe. All right, last team, Tennessee Titans. As I said earlier, I just don't think they're doing enough to keep up with their success early on. I thought, I mean, Ryan Tannehill, great job getting him. I think he puts up numbers um derrick henry uh, insane that push-up over a rubber band video thing he is not human unreal god he's unreal he's literal he's literally what everybody makes when they create a running back in video games yeah you make him gigantic and unrealistically fast and you're like wait that can actually exist yeah and you make him super strong so when he stiff arms you you end up in the bleachers yeah, or like there's a, an outline of your body in the turf, and you're like seven yeah. feet deeper than that. Yeah, it, it's insane. He's he's an animal. He's literally a different breed. Mm-hmm. I don't. I hate when people say that he is literally a different breed. <laughs> yeah, this is the one time it's okay. That's why we hate it. When yeah. everyone else says it, they're disrespecting Derrick Henry. <laughs> yeah, can't do that to DH. I don't know what I want them to do. I wouldn't hate them trading up for another receiver if like it's cheap enough. I also wouldn't hate that. I could easily see them taking the kid Tooney from Florida. I think that that wouldn't be a terrible fit. He's pretty fast. He could be a good slot receiver for them. Yeah, I like Corey Davis, and I'm happy he's getting paid, but I don't think that he needed to be kept there at that price as long as they just replace him. Yeah. Even same with... um. Uh, John U. Smith, I don't think he's a bad player. I just don't think they could have afforded to pay him and keep a team together. You just need to replace him. And they haven't been doing that with the guys they've let go lately. Like their line used to be insane. And then it kind of got yep. a little away from them. I think you need a really good second receiver. And there's a lot of guys in this draft. I mean, Elijah Moore probably be gone before them, but if they want to trade up, same with yeah. Rashad Bateman. Rashad Bateman is insane but i don't know if yep. he'll be there at I don't 22 think he'll be there either. but trading up 22 to 18 
let's say like the Dolphins are probably trade happy right now. I don't think that'd be awful, and I don't think it would cost that much. That it would no, be probably doing. not. It would be a good move if they could bring in another good wide receiver or somebody that can really help out and take a little pressure off of Henry. Yeah, and I I feel like whoever they draft in the first round would have more than a handful of snaps before yeah. being traded. But they also need to address some defensive issues. They got to help that defensive line. Yeah, they do. They need a D tackle pretty bad. Do you think Clowney goes back or do you think he's done? I'm not sure. I would like to see him go back. I also don't know what he's going to do, man. We we've talked about this before. He his whole career was based off of one play when he was in college. <laughs> and, you know, it it's hard to cuz he he's been pretty good. He's been pretty good the past like 3 years, but he's probably going to be looking for so much money that I don't know if he's going to be worth signing. Yeah. I don't know what he's like you said, I don't know what he's doing. It's really tough to predict yeah. him. I think he's just kind of waiting out the market, which is smart, but I don't know what he wants, what he's looking for like he was in Tennessee and I just don't think that anyone really cared and like yeah. they might be smart to just try and go for a bunch of little moves with guys that aren't really groundbreaking but they're good players like you said like defensive line casey short atkins all available won't mm-hmm. cost you that much there's a bunch of edge people like yeah there's a bunch of edge defenders out there like vernon houston alden smith uh everson griffin you know I mean like, there are guys that you don't have to pay clowny if you can get those guys and i don't think the difference is that crazy as much as having that money to spend on other parts of your defense is worth it yeah, absolutely. It's they're gonna have to they're gonna have to do something defensively. Hopefully, they can make a signing or two before the draft. That way, you know, when their pick comes up, they don't have to choose between offense and defense. Hopefully, they can focus on maybe grabbing one of these wide receivers and making a move for an Elijah Moore, a Rondell Moore, you know, Kadarius Tooney. Yeah, exactly. Like, make something ahead of time and going into the draft and know what you're looking for. Because I don't think best available is an awful strategy, but I don't think it fits their mold when they have specific holes. Like, they are exactly they are ready now. They are the top team in their division. You gotta get it right. You gotta stay there because you don't know how much longer you have. And honestly, I think Tannehill's playing the best he can. I don't think he's much further away from his ceiling. I think he's played really efficiently, but I think you have to have a really good football team for that kind of quarterback to go to the Super Bowl consistently. Yeah, absolutely. But yeah, I think Rashad Bateman, I think that'd be really good to see him. Rashad Bateman would be huge. Because you already got Brown. Brown's a freak and he's a huge body, so you're good with that. If you get Bateman at the two, that's really good. And then just a decent tight end. Like, I don't know really what you have left for free agency in tight ends. I don't think they need him as much like they don't need like um johnny smith as much as people think no probably not he wasn't huge in their offense at all times and he didn't he wasn't in there for the run game too much yeah he wasn't like a consistent presence for them so they could probably downgrade at tight end a little bit as long as they you know have a solid number two receiver behind aj yeah because there are guys that are like middle of the pack like richard rogers uh eifert 
Burton, yeah. Reed, like those guys can kind of fill in and be there, but they'll be cheap. Whereas you didn't have to chase John who's contract and cripple the rest of the team. Yeah, exactly. They just gotta, they gotta make moves. That's the thing. They're not, they don't have impossible moves to make. They just have to make enough of them. And they kind of, I feel bad. I mean, Isaiah Wilson, I could not have seen that coming. A dude playing what three or four snaps and not playing again, and you trading him to the Dolphins, and then the Dolphins cut him. Like I just didn't see that coming at all. So I don't want to blame yeah. the Titans for it, but that's why you got to make your picks count when you're competing. When you're at 22, you got to make it count because you're either going to be back in the same spot. It's the deciding yeah. factor. Yeah, absolutely. I completely agree. Yeah, I uh, I don't know. Like that whole division is just up for grabs right now. I don't really. I don't think Houston. Houston's yeah. not in it, so let's take them out of it. Not Houston. Houston will be in it in about five, six Indy years. And Tennessee are in the same position of they're good. They need to be great, and they need to make those moves right now. Unless they do that, Jacksonville is the team of the future. It just depends how far are they from mm-hmm. it. I think that Jacksonville is going to make big strides in the coming year or two. I think. Meyer doesn't want to be a, a losing coach. I mean, he might be bad at it and he might just not work, but if he works out, I think it's going to be quick and fast to where they're building that team up. And I don't think Indian Tennessee will be able to keep up if they match them soon. They got to get ahead now. Absolutely. I, you know me, I'm all for making moves at all times, no matter when it is. If you can help your team do it, I don't care if it's the middle of the season, the off season, whatever. I think they got a couple of spaces that need immediate attention to fill. And then a couple of other ones that aren't super immediate, but once they fill them, will round out their team and they'll look a lot cleaner. And like no team has been good for not making moves. Even the Patriots. I mean, I think this year they'll be a lot better. And last year was COVID related, but Brady left and you looked at what their roster was. They didn't have what they needed to. You can't just wait on these spots. No. Exactly. Yeah, but we'll see. I'm trying to think what else for them. Yeah, there's really it's a really middle of the pack division. It kind of always has been. There's been flashes of excitement. Yeah. Like, actually, every single one of these teams yep. has flashed an exciting team of the future vibe, and none of them have worked out. Yeah. Tennessee no. pending, but they're just kind of. Yeah, the only thing exciting about Tennessee right now is Derrick yeah. Henry. And, and while I do it. think he could literally carry the team on his back, I don't think it's smart to make him. <laughs> yeah, that's that's true. Oh, God, he's so fucking he's huge. insane. Like, you've seen every picture and GIF or whatever on the internet. It's all true. Yeah. He's just a monster. Massive, massive dude. All right, well, that'll be it for now. For the time being, we are the Derrick Henry Fan Club Podcast. Oh, man. That's us. (laughs) Gotta love some DH.